Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I want to welcome you to our session today. I'm speaking with Roger Sells, Vice President of Solutions for EMEA with BlackBerry. And the question we're going to discuss today is, isn't it time we rebooted our approach to cybersecurity risk prevention? Roger, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Tom. Roger, when many people think of BlackBerry, they think of the traditional mobile devices. Please explain for me the security connection that's very active with BlackBerry today. That's a great question, Tom, and uh, one that, that we hear quite a lot because people focus on the devices. And ultimately, I get it that that's what was most visible to the consumers, but most people don't understand how much engineering architecture goes into making such a product because obviously you want to protect the corporate data that is uh, being shared on those devices as well as maintain the privacy of user data. So we've always had a heritage of protecting data and securely connecting devices. So we, we, we have 35 years of experience uh, doing just that. Roger, let's go back to the question I opened this discussion with. What's wrong with how we approach risk prevention today? I think what is wrong today, Tom, is that we've somehow along the way given up on prevention. And we've started to believe that this is not an achievable target anymore. So we, we are creating, adopting all kinds of point-to-point uh, -point solutions that generate tremendous amounts of data, um, require humans to take action on that data, uh, aggregate it, enrich it, uh, process it, and then take a decision. And it's no longer a human scale problem that we're trying to solve today. And I think that's what's, what's going wrong with the uh, cyber risk prevention. It's not so much about the prevention aspect anymore, um, and even if you ask a number of other uh, CISOs their opinions, everybody will tell you, well, assume that you've been breached. Isn't that a sad state that to, to find ourselves in? Roger, you and I have talked ahead of time, and you've talked to me about the, the issue of cyber chaos. Give me your definition of what this cyber chaos is. With pleasure. So that cyber chaos that we determine internally is what we're seeing in terms of rapidly expanding threat surfaces, uh, new emerging technologies that have to be interconnected and secured that weren't there yet. So all of these will require new solutions. Um, they come from typically new vendors and that creates a landscape that's always evolving. At the same point in time from the adversary uh, side, you now have a lot of nation states um, investing in offensive security, uh, trying to get an advantage, be it operational or, or let's say really in terms of IP that they, they want to, um, uh, to have to accelerate a capability within their nation. That makes it a lot more difficult for the defending teams because you now have these very advanced players that are after their assets. Um, and at the same point in time, protecting these various assets has become more complex. So that creates chaos, obviously. Roger, how is this cyber chaos complicated, even exacerbated by endpoint chaos? Great question again. 
Um, the end point, when you think about it, is today where the data is living. It's being stored, processed, enriched. And in our traditional defense mode of, of a moat and a castle, we had all of our assets within a perimeter. Now we have more mobility, we have more diversity in terms of assets. So that chaos that we just saw within the cyber realm spills over to the endpoint. You have many agents being pushed to that endpoint. You have various types of endpoints that need to still connect and, and share data. So that also uh, makes it harder for security teams to respond to the, the threats. You, you have multiple consoles, multiple agents. You need multiple skills, uh, certifications and all these products. So I think that's, um, that's adding to the total cost of ownership and, and making it, it harder for teams to to get all the benefits from these technologies because you have to integrate them. That also brings certain challenges with it. Roger, given the complication of this landscape you've described and the speed of attack today, what are the potential costs of defending all of this at what we might call human speed? The cost that, uh, of, of human speed, I think the main cost there is failure. Spending um, and People have already discussed the, the classic model of um, uh, defense in depth as really being expense in depth. It is well documented. So you're spending a lot of money, but the result is not guaranteed. I think that's the main cost of the situation. So you're always reacting and you're always, uh, as they say, uh, a dollar short and, and a day too late. So, Roger, maybe two years ago when we talked about machine learning, artificial intelligence, it was a big marketing pitch. But the solutions really have started to come of age and they're very practical now. How can some of these AI-driven solutions help us speed up this response so that we aren't reacting at human speed? By taking all of this disparate data, ensuring that action is immediately taken without requiring that input, it allows the defensive teams to focus on, on other problems, problems that have more business value. Um, that's just one aspect. Now, I, I want to touch on, on the first thing that you said, because, well, AI has only really picked up within cybersecurity in the last few years. That's true. But actually within Silence, um, and Silence, as you know, was acquired by, uh, by BlackBerry, Silence has a leading capability in terms of AI and actually defined the space um, in 2012. So in 2012, Silence was the first company to start investing in this path and, and realized, well, we can really use AI and machine learning for cybersecurity purposes. And then other players in the market uh, started adopting some of this, but are uh, today still mostly playing catch up. Roger, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this back to BlackBerry. Talk to me about your company and how you're helping organizations take another look at their cybersecurity risk prevention. Sure, Tom. We do this in a number of ways. So ultimately, you have to see it that we, we uh, have a platform called BlackBerry Spark, which is the unification of our mobility and security suites. And the advantages of bringing these together is that across all of your endpoints, whether it's servers, wearables, mobiles, 
even even um, IoT smart systems uh, of the future, you can have exactly the same protection managed in the same way. So that reduces that chaos that we have been discussing. Um, but we focus a lot on productivity and reducing friction for the user uh, in what we uh, call the zero touch and zero tr trust architecture. Um, because ultimately, making the business operate in a more streamlined fashion while being more secure should really be the end goal. And, and that's exactly the way we, we've envisaged the plat platform and designed it. Well said, Roger. Thank you so much for your time, for your insight today. Thank you, Tom. Glad to be here. Again, I've been speaking with Roger Sells. He's Vice President of Solutions for EMEA with BlackBerry for Information Security Media Group. I'm Tom Field. Thank you so much for tuning in today.